Hey everyone, welcome to the Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Miss AJ. Thanks for tuning in. An oasis is something that provides refuge, relief, or pleasant contrast, and that is exactly what you can find tuning into the Oasis Podcast. This will be a space where I and special guests will be cultivating intentional and honest conversations about life's journey. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now. Also follow us on Instagram at the Oasis Podcast. That's T-H-E-O-A-S-I-S Podcast. Welcome back, y'all, to the Oasis Podcast. Thank you for joining me again on another episode of Things I've Learned to Be True. In this episode, we're talking some more about my fertility journey, giving you all a fertility update, as well as talk about something that I tried called the Yoni Steam. Yoni, Yoni, whatever you want, guys want to call that, your cookie, your pocketbook. I I want to say, just start out by saying, please forgive me ahead of time because my block be lit. And <laughs> I'm trying to, I keep trying to find a good time to record without, you know, hearing too much noise. So if you guys hear a lot of background noise, I apologize. Bear with me. And so today I want to give you all an update. You hopefully been listening to my other episodes of things I've learned to be true. And you know, the past few episodes been focused on fertility, talking about fertility journeys, sharing fertility stories of black women. And so I wanted to give you all an update about my fertility journey. So I finally got my results, my full results on my testing and things of that nature. And I am happy to report like I thought, you know, like I felt really deep down that I'm okay. You know, things are well. So my HSG that I talked to you guys about in a previous episode to check blockages, to check to see if, you know, anything was going on in your fallopian tubes, in your uterine cavity. Like I mentioned, I have a fibroid, but outside of that, and the fibroid is interuterine, so it's in the muscle, it's not actually in the uterus per se. My fallopian tubes are clear, there's no blockages, there's no issues with my ovaries, so things look good. My egg reserves look great she said in regards to for my age but also just in general she said everything looks great my numbers look good in regards to my blood work so i am excited and happy about that uh so that means god was saving us this you understand uh <laughs> all those times i guess that you know things ain't happen when they could have happened so i'm happy about that so in regards to my fibroid i know earlier i mentioned an earlier episode rather i mentioned that it's like the size of a small tangerine so i want y'all all to understand what i meant right so this is a small little tangerine it's pretty tiny these are these are really tiny ones that i got from trader joe's but in actuality when speaking to the doctor it's a little bit smaller than this so it actually might be a half of this so like three centimeters so it's the size like a little like a like a not even a little grape like maybe like a big grape and a walnut if you all ever seen a walnut so it's similar to that so it's a little bit smaller than this one than this right here so if you can imagine if you know what the uterine wall looks like this is pretty big to be inside you know and this is and it makes sense of why i've been having like like more serious menstrual pain than i've had before as i'm gotten getting older i would think it should get better but for me i'm realizing that things are getting worse a lot, a lot more gramping bleeding is heavier and it makes sense now 
right? Like, not, I'm not bugging or anything. It's not necessarily something that I'm doing. Once again, I don't know if I mentioned early episode, fibroids run in my family. Like, every, almost every female in my family has fibroids. Like, that's how serious it is. For those who don't know, it's something that's really common in black women. And so, this is something that if you haven't really thought about or gotten checked out, you should probably do that. If you haven't heavy periods, if you're having a lot of pain during periods, more than likely, it may have something to do with fibroids. So, I would suggest, you know, getting it checked out, getting an uh, ultrasound done or a sonogram done, especially if you might have a family history, it's a good idea to do that. So I'm, I'm not unfamiliar with fibroids. I'm just surprised at the size of it, I guess you could say, because what is it, like maybe a year and a half, two years ago, you know, I got a sonogram done again to check because like, I always have a lot of cramping and a lot of pain. And you know, they found cysts on my ovaries, but that's pretty normal during your cycle. They cysts tend to leave and then come back depending on the hormone levels and where in your cycle you are. And I don't have the cysts anymore. So it was a normal cyst, like a normal cycle cyst. But the fibroid at that time was tiny. Like they told me it was like pea size, if not even that big. So in my mind, I didn't even think that the pain and the bleeding I was having had to do with the fibroid. Cause in my mind I'm thinking it's tiny. Like, you know, like what could it be? So at the time I was like, oh, it's probably this like I'm getting assists monthly and that's what's causing the pain and aches and stuff but come to find out okay it's grown substantially so that makes sense so the next steps that the doctor told me about was oh I also did did some genetic testing and all that came back pretty normal except for there's one abnormality but it's like a slight abnormality that has to do with iron levels which is no surprise so i have like a slight defect with that in regards to my iron levels and my iron levels my normal tends to be low because of this genetic defect so which makes sense throughout my life that's been a thing and now i know for sure that that's a thing and so being mindful of that i guess i'm finding a partner about finding making sure that they don't have this mutation because then you know our offspring can now have a more serious issue if that is the case so i have to be a lot more mindful about that when choosing a partner but outside of that everything was great like there's no issues no problems whatsoever and i'm grateful so grateful <laughs> so the next steps is right now is to find a partner <laughs> but before that i ain't in a rush for that but to figure out what i'm gonna do about this fibroid and so she explained to me my options. I can just let it rock until I find a partner. And then, you know, when once I do find a partner, I can then decide if I wanna get the surgery done. But the healing for the surgery, she said, takes about a year. So that's important to me. Like that timeline is significant to me because I'm up there, not up there, but you know, I'm in, about to be in my mid thirties and you know, waiting for, quote unquote to find this partner and then finding a partner and then you know there's a wait period before anything gets that intimate and so you know that could take anywhere up to a year right to find that partner to and to get into that space a year plus rather to get into that space and so I feel like waiting that long just to get the surgery knowing that it's something that I want to get doesn't make sense so I'm really leaning towards getting the surgery prior to even meeting anybody. Now, she did mention that the fibroid can come back, right? Because it's fed by your blood supply. So if it has a healthy blood supply and, you know, conditions are good, it's gonna come back. Or it can come back. It may not necessarily be the same one and it may not necessarily be the same size, but it could come back. 
So that's something to think about. She's like, there, there are medications and medications, the medications really make you go, make you feel like you're in menopause, technically. She was like, that's what they do so that the blood supply is not as, as much, etc., etc. And I'm like, I don't like how that sounds. I'm not a huge advocate of taking medications unless I absolutely have to. And if I can find any natural remedy, that is what I'm going to go towards. And so that's actually what kind of made me try the Yoni Steam. But, but before I get to that, I'm definitely thinking about getting a surgery. I'm gonna pray on it some more. I'm going to, you know, pray on it, meditate on it, you know, ask the ancestors if this is the best thing to do. And I'll see what, what happens, but I'm thinking to probably take that step before the year is up so I can give myself time to really heal and to kind of see where I'm at. And so after that, she said, if I did go that route, I would have to come back in for her to test to see if there's any type of scarring in the uterus, because again, that might cause issues with fertility but that's that yay that's the joy <laughs> the joys uh, i'm happy with my results you know granted i do have an extra step to take but i'm happy like to me this is a great outcome and i'm happy so i'm waiting i'm really excited for the next steps so talking about natural remedies I decided to try a yoni steam. Now, I don't know how many of you all, you all know what that is. A yoni steam essentially is herbs. So it's like boiled herbs and then the herb, the type of herbs vary, but they're supposed to be good for the reproductive system, for different reproductive ailments. It's supposed to cleanse the area, it's supposed to, which we all know that the vagina is self-cleaning, but it's supposed to cleanse, it's supposed to help tighten, it's supposed to also alleviate any type of feminine issues you might have, right? Whether it's PCOS, whether it's like really bad cramping, whether it's really bad menstrual cycles, fibroids. So different things that can, you know, happen within the feminine body. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to try doing some yoni stings for a little while before I go and see a surgeon to get the fibroid removed. That's called a myomectomy. So before I actually see a surgeon, I want to see if it works. Like maybe the fibro goes down in size. And if it does, I might rock out with the yoni stings and see what my body does naturally before I even do a surgery because I'm not jumping to, to, I'm not hopping and skipping to the surgery. Like I'm doing it because I think it's necessary. I haven't had surgeries in my life to be honest. And so I am not trying to go there if I don't have to. Oh, I forgot to add. Oh, let me also add. My doctor did mention that it's a possibility though. She said it's a small possibility, but it's still a possibility that if I did get surgery to remove the fibroid, that there's a possibility that if I got pregnant, I would not be able to have a vaginal birth because there might be a chance of uterine tearing. So yeah, I'm gonna try this Yoni Steam, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna try whatever natural thing I can to help reduce the size of the fibroid because I'm not jumping for that. Like she said that you would have to, not have to. There's a possibility it can happen and more than likely you'll be encouraged to get a C-section because of the type of incision and when they're going in, but also they have to go through the uterus, well, the uterine wall because of the type of fibroid and the location of my fibroid. So they have to go into uterine tissue to remove it. And so, you know, healing, scarring, and you know, when you become pregnant, the uterus expands. And so that's our intention and issue, not issue, but like tension if there is a scar or wherever this incision was in the uterus. And 
giving birth, like laboring is what she called it. So that process can also cause tearing. And that sounds scary as hell. So I'm going to try some natural remedies to see how that goes first. And then if I gotta do it, I'm gonna do it. This is what I tried. I'm not promoting anything. This is just some random thing that I found that got the best reviews for me. And I do read reviews. I'm crazy about reviews. So I, especially with some, you know, with my feminine parts, I don't play that. I got this off of Amazon. It was $18.99. So there's supposed to be 16 steams in here. There's a lot of herbs in here, y'all. It's probably more than that, um, to be honest with you. There's a lot, the bag is really full. And when I did it, I was, take a picture of what it looks like when I boiled it down. Unfortunately, I forgot to take pictures of the whole process or video of the whole process, but you know, next time maybe. So this is what it looks like. I don't know if you can see that. It's called Sacred Wellness. And it actually looks and smells really good. So I'll also take a picture and try to show it to y'all. I don't know if it'd be a good idea to try to show it to you here, if you can see it, right? So there's roses in there, there's ginger in there, there's garlic in here. There is tons of herbs in here that some I may not be able to pronounce, but it's called motherwort, safflower, lavender, peach kernel, rose, ginger, sap and wood, white mulberry, I cannot pronounce that, spathalobus stem, lycopodium, clavitum, ginseng, Chinese rhubarb, cypress, rotundus, cortex, mutane, I don't know what that is, sabotium, baromets, and mugwort. So I looked up different herbs and stuff that can go into Yoni Steam and they each have their own properties and things that is supposed to be helpful. So y'all can go ahead and check that out if you are interested. And so I did that. I did, I, I had ordered like, there's a Yoni bowl thing that you're supposed to use to sit on. It didn't come in time. So what I ended up using, it was a glass bowl. And so I did that and you boil it just for a few minutes. Honestly, you boil it for a few minutes. You let it seep for five. You have to let it cool down. So I'm like, listen y'all, let it cool down because your itch will be burning, okay? If you don't let it cool down. So you let it cool down. The method, there's different methods that people use. Like I didn't have the bowl and there's different things like a seat and all that. I have all that. So I decided to use these strong old legs here to squat over the bowl and yeah, my legs were tired. <laughs> okay, and I didn't do it over the toilet bowl. So I had, I, I took a, like a yoga mat, I had a bowl in it. So my setup, I cleansed the area with some sage, with some Palo Santo, for those of you who know that is, just to cleanse the area, cleanse the space, set my intention. I prayed because this is intentful for me. This is not just like, oh, I'm gonna try it. So this is something that is is going to spiritual for me. Anything having to do with my body, especially my feminine parts, my womb. Those of you who are into chakras, focusing on my sacral chakra. So I, you know, I wanted to make sure it was connected, it was in alignment and everything like that. So I prayed and so I had a whole little, you know, setup. So I didn't do that in the bathroom. Most people do it in the bathroom, like on the toilet. I didn't do it this time on the toilet. But I think that I might do it on the toilet next time just my legs were tired like oh my god my legs were tired so yeah just give you know the bathroom a good thorough cleaning the thorough cleaning and put the bowl in it and i might do it like that next time and see how comfortable i feel with it if not i might actually buy a seat and use the seat they have seats the actual seats you can use and that might be more comfortable but so you boil it you let it cool down a little bit not like till it's cool but cool down so it's like not burning hot Pull into the bowl, you squat over it, you have to wrap yourself up in the blanket. So you squat because it helps, you know, open up 
your vaginal canal and the area to so the steam can really get in there. I mean, you take, you wrap yourself with a towel, a blanket, whatever, so that you keep the steam in that area. So, you know, it was hot. So I had to get up <laughs> right away and let it cool down a little bit more because I didn't like cool down enough. But outside of that, it felt okay. Like it just felt like hot steam down there at first. There was nothing really phenomenal about it, I guess you can say. But I did while I was doing it, you know, did some prayers, did some focusing being mindful and really focusing on the area and making sure that I was like sending my intentions out into the universe. And so I did that for 20 minutes. That's what was suggested on the bag to do it for 20 minutes. So that's what I did, you know, was done, clean up, do all that good stuff. And honestly, matter of fact, that's not true. So when I was done, like right when I got up, which was really odd. So I went between two poses. So I went between the squatting, like just like regular squatting to like squatting, but like being on your knees because my legs would get tired or then my arms would get tired. So I went between the two. Prior to finishing, I was just regular squatting. I was fine. I was good. Honestly, I finished. And when I got up, I was like super dizzy. Now, I don't know if this is a normal thing part of the process and it wasn't like oh i got up too fast dizzy it was just like i just felt dizzy and i felt not only dizzy i felt tired so part of me is thinking like maybe that was part because of, you know i was really putting my intentions in there really focusing on my womb really focusing on this fibroid and maybe that's what it was so I, I like immediately afterwards i had to lay down like i had to lay down in my bed which was so weird i wasn't exhausted before i started i was not tired at all it was like mid-saturday maybe it was like maybe like was it saturday friday it was on a friday it was friday and it was like seven o'clock eight o'clock i was not tired so it was really odd for me but i just went i said you know what? i'm gonna listen to my body i went and i laid down i'm telling you all this because i don't know if you might experience this i don't know if anyone's done it and they experienced it but i want to share my experience with you all so i so i went and i laid down and i was like that for i want to say like 20 minutes to half hour i was just dizzy and i was tired and i'm trying to remember like physically my sim like how i felt my like how my symptoms felt if i had any at that time because i did have some so okay so like i have also been having some like contact dermatitis i changed i used a different detergent so you know y'all know how that goes i have super sensitive skin and so i've had to like change my whole regime or whatever what i did notice was that after the steam literally when i was laying down like my the areas of like my thighs and buttocks that was like really irritated by my detergent went away like it stopped bothering me and then i was like okay maybe it had to do it because of the heat you know what i'm saying maybe the pores are open this is why you're feeling better so i said okay i noticed that immediately honestly while I was dizzy, though, I was sitting there and I was thinking about some things or whatever, you know, taking that time. And honestly, after like the 20, 30 minutes, all of a sudden I felt better. So I was just like, okay, you know, I get up, I get up, I, you know, put stuff away and I go about my regular day, my regular Friday. Now, I feel like I did notice that it felt a lot, a lot more moist down there, which I mean, granted it was steam down here, but by this point it should have dried up and it did. But I felt like maybe some discharge, you know, not like a lot, but I, I it was noticeable, like somewhere to a point where I could feel it. So I said, okay. Outside of that, I felt good. You feel, I felt refreshed. It felt, it felt, it felt good. Like it felt good. You know what I'm saying? Now, <laughs> I was in the, like, I, at this point I go to sleep now. It's hours into the night. I wake up with some cramps, y'all. And this is not in the point in my cycle where I should be feeling cramps. So I wake up and I feel like there's like a cramp that's like runs across my uterus and I'm just like, 
oh my, you know, I'm like, whoa, what is that? And so for a few minutes, I started to feel cramping, but then it went away. So then I went back to sleep. Now it's Saturday now and I wake up and I like, there's cramping. Like I feel cramping and it's cramping. I have had cramping throughout the day, not super terrible, but I felt it, like I felt it. And I felt the cramping for two days. So I felt it for Saturday and I felt it Sunday and eventually it went away. But I looked it up and that is a thing with yoni steaming that it's a possibility that you would feel cramping and there's different reasons they say it could be you know spiritually you know uh, related or it could just be that your body is like you know doing what it's supposed to do because of the herbs right whatever ailment whatever issue is like releasing that energy just like letting it out so i was just like cool you know <laughs> and i did notice at you know there was cramping and then there was still more like not I don't know if to say discharge, it just felt moist, like extra moist, like, you know what I'm saying? Which was not an issue, you know? It was, honestly, it was a good experience. All together was a good experience, minus the cramping. The cramping was just like, whoa, what is that? But it couldn't be because it's the first time. It could be for a number of reasons. So I also wanted to mention that I did it with the new moon. So I've also been paying attention to the moon cycles and kind of, you know, energy wise and spiritually wise, what those things mean. So I did it the last night of the new moon. And so if that, you know, anyone is interested in that, you know, you can look it up, but it has a lot to do with like rebirth, you know, restarting. And so I did that intentionally to like revamp, you know, rebirth <laughs> my uterus and my yoni. So I did do that. And so there's a lot of also energetically, a lot happens around that time too. So maybe the cramping has something to do with that, you know, not sure, but I'm gonna try it again. So you, you can do it, they said twice a month. You definitely shouldn't do it on your cycle. You should do it, you know, of course, either before or after. So I'm gonna try it again, maybe in a few weeks and see how it feels, see if like the reaction is different, if I still feel dizzy or whatever the case is. But this has been a few days later. And by the time you guys hear this, it's probably gonna be a few weeks later, honestly. But my skin irritation never really fully came back. Like it wasn't just because of the heat, the area, soothes itself like it's not fully like gone but the area is like a lot more soothed like it just not as irritated anymore so the herbs definitely did something to my skin like it definitely did something to be honest with you not no bullshit like it definitely did something so i am happy about that to be honest with you like i eventually of course you know i did i changed and i, I purposely did it this day particular day too because i had did laundry i literally washed all my drawers and all that stuff and like the dye free um perfume free um detergent this is probably tmi but but i'm gonna share it and you know it's important to know like these are things we should talk about like this shit happens contact dermatitis we get rashes we get irritation from a lot of stuff especially if you, if you are you have sensitive skin especially if you're a woman damn it is wildly sensitive i know i am wildly sensitive so i purposely did it this day because one i had washed rewashed all my drawers right i mean of course my regular clothes too but especially like literally all my drawers in the detergent to make sure that whatever residue whatever something was bothering me can be removed i also ended up buying um the honey pot i don't know if you all ever heard of that but it's you know owned by a black woman it's a black uh, black owned business and she sells feminine products so i bought some sanitary napkins from her and some feminine wash and so like you know this was all the process i'm like all right i'm revamping everything that's going on down here um on purpose so i, I started using that and so i'm gonna use it for a little bit longer and see kind of how my body kind of reacts to it but so far so good and so 
I'm hoping that, you know, with this rebirth with from the yarn steam can definitely help my fibroid and I will keep y'all updated about what happens next. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Oasis podcast. I hope you were able to find something that resonated with you on your journey. Don't forget to subscribe, share this episode, and like us on Instagram at the Oasis Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, direct message us on Instagram or email us at ajsoasis at gmail.com. Again, that's A-A-Y-J-A-Y-S-O-A-S-I-S at gmail.com.